0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our friends who believe gender is a social construct and fluid, welcome to the Bill Bradley Collective! How you doing, Andrew? Better than some, not as good as others. How are you, sir? <laughs> doing quite well. How you doing, Zach?
1: I'm doing well. I'm just uh, watching a clip of on Twitter of the first woman in a power five conference NCAA football to do a kickoff. She did a squib kick that made it unreturnable for Missouri. So the first time that has ever happened.
0: <laughs> the first time Missouri's not returned to kick? I uh, know that happens a lot.
1: <laughs> congrats <laughs> to her, well, man. Congrats to Sarah
2: Fuller. I hope she, she fucking came across and blew some 275-pounder up, just fucking loaded her shoulder. <laughs> Ble- blew, blew, him. blew him up, you said. Blew him up. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Fuck, you know. I thought As the old guy, I should do the horrifying
0: sexist joke. (laughs) So, Zach, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going to combine your two great loves. Oh, shit. In the Simpsons Hall of Mediocre Presidents, who's in it? William Henry
1: Harrison. Yep. Zachary Taylor. Yep. John Tyler. Yep. Chester A. Arthur. Nope. Nope. Wait, hold on. Millard Fillmore. You have ding, 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 ding,
2: ding. Yes, that's a tough act.
0: We to are have. the mediocre presidents. You won't find our faces yes. paces on dollars or cents. There's Taylor, there's Tyler, there's Fillmore, and there's Hayes. There's William you know, Henry, Henry Harrison. Harris and I died, died in, in 30, 30 days. days. Yes. We are the adequate, forgettable, occasionally regrettable caretaker presidents of the USA. Very exciting. <laughs> yes. I, I, I,
1: I, that one, I'm I, very happy that it was that one. Yes. I knew that one pretty easily. Yes.
0: Well, you trust your hair and Arthur did. Well, I remember the William, <laughs> he, the William Henry Harrison that died in 30 days. Yes. He laughed like an eight-year-old. So, <laughs> yeah. so Andrew, in 1971, okay. five American League pitchers won 21 or more games. One of them was our friend Dave McNally, who we all know is dead. One of them won the MVP for the A's. One of them pitched for the Tigers and actually led the league in wins. One of them pitched for the White Sox, and one of them pitched for the Athletics. So, two so pitch for the
2: A's, one won the Sayo. No. No. Yes, two pitch for the A's, one won the Cy Young. All right. Okay. You MVP. <clears throat> the MVP, um, Vita Blue? Yes. Okay. The other A's pitcher, Kefish Hunter? That is correct. Okay. All right, Jeez. so Tigers and White Sox? Yes. <sighs> you
0: went 25
1: and 13 25 that year. 13,
0: 71 Tigers.
1: Not a record you see nowadays.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> we had like 37 complete games. He ended up getting traded for Rusty Staub even up
2: in a bad Mets trade. <gasps> um hold on. And the other one's a White Sox pitcher. Yes. Alright, I might go there first. Give me a second.
0: This is what makes our podcast unique. We don't <laughs> cut away. Yeah. Have to cut some
2: of <laughs> I need, uh, 25 wins. White Sox. Alright, so some um, Tigers He's a left hander? Fuck. Um not Won three, won three games in the '68 World Series. Danny McClain? no Mickey Mc, Lolich. Mickey
0: Lowitz. Fuck. All right,
2: <laughs> let me try to get this White Sox one. Give me a
0: second. He was a oh, starter and a reliever, but he started mostly that season, which is why he was, I think, twenty-three and and seventeen. He lost a lot of games. The next year, he went twenty and twenty-three. Twenty-three. <laughs> there's only one pitch you could throw and get and go twenty and twenty-three.
1: Oh, uh, yep.
0: I'm sorry, it's Wilburwood.
1: Wilburwood.
2: I wouldn't have gotten that. All right. Catfish Hunter has passed. Um
1: There's no way Vita Blue is alive.
2: Um Vita Blue has passed. No. Vita I Blue mean,
0: is I alive. Mean. They're all alive. Mickey Lowich, who was Catfish Hunter's yeah, passed. Except for right. Catfish okay. Hunter. Right. You already had, right. Catfish Catfish and uh is and Dave McNally of the fucking
2: uh, Mickey God damn it. <laughs>
0: Vita Blue is also the answer to another trivia question. Okay. The last American League switch hitter to win the MVP was Vita Blue because they batted in 1971. The DH comes in in 72. Right. So Vita Blue was, was a switch hitter.
1: At least the Susan Saranian's most yeah. obnoxious joke in Bull Durham about how the DH has ruined baseball.
2: I'm an anti-DH person.
1: Yeah, me too. But it's, still, it's still irritating <laughs> it's, to air to say it.
2: It's here. I, mean, it's, I know. I am I think I'm anti too. It gives the NHL a different wrinkle. Right. I, I prefer it. All right, my friend, Andrew, what are you going to be ranting about today? I am going to talk about the start of the NCAA basketball season and kind of my thoughts on like where I see the season going. And I know in the main topic we're going to talk about we're going to go long in the NBA, and I'm not sure I'm going to be able to get this in. So I'm going to get it in now in case I don't. Shout to fucking... The Portland Trailblazers, Jason Thielbar, friend of the pod, loyal listener. Blazers have had a hell of an offseason, bringing in Robert Covington, bringing in East Cantor. They shed that Hassan Whiteside deal. Um, Carmelo, who looked really good there last year. Where did White He's Side- back for cheap. Where did Whiteside go? Portland. Oh, uh, Portland. oh I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, not, I'm sorry. Co- Covington went there. And uh, Whiteside, I don't know.
0: He may not be anywhere. I'm not sure. I mean, it'll be somewhere, but it might he's not, not be. He's not in Portland. It might not be a basketball team. No. That's good. When <laughs> you first said it, I thought, wow, Jason Thielbar, Got to join the trailblazers? That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> he's got a great eight-foot jumper.
2: <laughs> and in, he can play seven games. <laughs> he's got that scrappy point guard energy, too. Uh, he's got a little Steve
0: 32-year-old, five foot eleven white guy. That's, <laughs> that's not what we were expecting. The, the McNamara from Syracuse. Yeah, the so day. I am going to be talking about how irritating it is that the Trump people are getting so bad that they're making enemies of people we want to be enemies, specifically one Brian Sean Kemp.
1: I will be <laughs> ranting about uh, the endless quagmire that the NFL keeps falling into uh, via the Ravens and Steelers mess that we find ourselves in this
0: week because this will come out the day of that game because the game is being played <laughs> on the Tuesday. Right, but if you listen to it late, it might be being played then too. So, <laughs> yeah, that- And with that, we will be back with the Bill Bradley Collective.
2: Coming to you from the intersection of sports and politics, we are the Bill Bradley Collective. Here are your hosts, Ed, Zach, and Andrew. So this week uh, began the, what we hope will be, the 2020-2021 college basketball season. A couple of weeks later than usual, it's normally slated for an early November start. The first week where I think college basketball fans start paying attention historically is this week, Thanksgiving week. Um, in a normal year, uh, this week is littered with games just top to bottom, Monday through Friday. It's uh, the Maui Invitational. There's a preseason on IT. There's all kinds of like tournaments that generally showcase really strong out-of-conference matchups. And as a college basketball fan, it's something I look forward to every year. I personally can't wait for my next dollop, which will, I don't mean to give too much away, will probably be on the 05 or 2010 Maui Invitational. That's for another day. But we are deprived of, of, of that, of, of what, they, what they call feast week, if that rings a bell, ESPN calls it feast week. No feast week this year. It's more, it's closer to, to famine because there's been, in uh, this early season, this, it's, it's, it's what, five, five days old at this point. Um... You have you have bubbles kind of across the country, and they're they're in kind of weird spots. You have one at Mohegan Sun, which is ten minutes to our north in Uncasville. You have one in uh, the was it the Bad Boy Mowers bad, bad boy Classic, Mower Classic in in South Dakota. You have Fort Myers, Florida, which played host on Thanksgiving Day to a really good Kansas Gonzaga game. Um, as far as how this season is going to play out, we we look to their. Um, contemporaries on the gridiron side of collegiate athletics and how even today look at the 11th hour cancellations on this Saturday morning you have Ohio State taken out you have a Florida State Virginia game out you have a there was a Mountain West game slated for proper Fox at four o'clock off the table all this morning all day of 11th hour Um, the college football season has been nothing short of a clusterfuck. The integrity of their playoff, if they're going to have a playoff, is completely compromised because you're going to have teams that have played 10 11 games evaluated against teams that have played four or five or six games and how they're going to crown a champion that anybody actually thinks. When you think of like the, the, you know, the pro sports, the MLB, NHL, NBA, we can all, I think it's fair to consider the Dodgers and the Lightning and the Lakers legitimate champions. Whatever comes out of college football to me is illegitimate. Even if it is everybody we expected, that's at the top, and that's what it is. It's Alabama and Clemson, yada, yada, obviously. But how is college basketball going to be any different than college football? I don't think it will be, personally. My alma mater, UConn, they, they played two games. They played uh, Wednesday night, Friday night, both in stores against in-state opponents. They played Central Connecticut from New Britain. They played University of Hartford. Tuesday, this Tuesday, they, their next game is slated for 5 o'clock against Vanderbilt so they're going to fly down south to Tennessee right Nashville and they're gonna play a game against Vanderbilt and this is how it's shotgun is the way I'd call this there's no again there seems to be no plan there seems to be no sort of you know I hear the 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 heads of the NCAA, they say, well, our March Madness, the final four was set for, what is it, Lucas Oilfield in Indianapolis where the Colts play. That's where the final four was going to be. And they say, well, in March, we're going to have the, entire, the entirety of the tournament is going to be in this Indianapolis-Indiana bubble. Well, how about getting to March? How do we get there? Flying teams across the country to all kinds of out-of-conference locations you think of even the conference play if you want to do like the in-conference thing keep it all in conference well how do you do that look at some of the the geographic disparity in a lot of these conferences like and you're still going to have all of this um cross-country travel and it, it, i my prediction is and you see it now you see there's i believe it's approximately 12 percent of the 350 or so uh, division one basketball teams are currently shut down they're not playing they all hope to They'll have dates set a week or two or whatever from now where they hope to be back. Who knows? You're going to see teams cancel. Eventually, I think you'll see full conferences cancel. And if there is still a season when we get to March, you're. I think we're looking at a situation where about half of, possibly up to half of the field uh, is eliminated because of COVID-19. And I just think, uh, much like we've talked about with college football, the whole thing... Um, in terms of the lack of, of, of real preparation, the lack of a real plan. It's just it's very, very irresponsible.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it reminds me of a lot like what you're saying, which is th- this problem that the lack of rules and lack of guidelines and lack of structure that seem to exist in, in college basketball and college football, but especially in college basketball, that make this so haphazard. And, and you also have to remember, these kids are supposed to be getting an education at the same time, so you can't just be randomly pulling them away from campus and away from classes at, at different times, because oh, we have to play this day instead of this day. That in, that impedes in like academic learning. And if we're going to call them student athletes, the student has to make has to matter a little bit in terms of the way that they make decisions. And it makes you think of like the other day, uh the Louisville coach, the coach of Louisville basketball team, puts out on Twitter: need need any Division One opponent must be within five six hours of the conference. Will travel there. Doesn't matter who you are, what conference, you just have to be Division I. We're just trying to hit the 13-game minimum to make the tournament. This is not the way a an athletic competition is supposed to take place where like the coaches are just like, literally anyone, we will just play. It's how UConn ended up playing Hartford in Central Connecticut. Why the hell are they playing them? Well, they're within two hours of a store, so you could drive there and drive back. But that's not telling you how good UConn is. That's not protecting the integrity of the sport. That's not doing anything other than just getting these teams to 13 games. And when they talk about a bubble in Indianapolis, you know, if past their current, you know, uh, uh, success determines what the future will look like, then let's take a look at Bubbleville, which is what they're calling the Mohegan Sun, which is not a bubble. Team showed up 48 hours before, got tested, and then we're going to play 48 hours later.
2: Number two ranked team in the country being we, one of them, Baylor.
1: We've had teams pull out left and right because people are testing positive. One, if you're there forty eight hours, that's not a bubble. And and you have teams pulling out. So how are they gonna do this? And the fact is, like, it's just the NCAA being craven in the sense of we are going to make millions of dollars and fuck these athletes and fuck these students, and we don't care how we get there because you know what? Fox Sports won. ESPN, ESPN2, CBS, ESPN+, plus they're going to air whoever the fuck's on. Central and ESPN and UConn was on Fox Sports 1. Why the hell is that game televised?
0: So ESPN, I saw somebody on Twitter called it um, the um, Everything Suspended Pandemic Network because <laughs> they, they, their entire lineup was gone. Um, the treatment of college athletes by the NCAA is been a disgrace i mean i have not watched one college football game i will not watch one college basketball game college basketball though like major league baseball is one of those leagues one of those sports where taking a year off is really challenging uh as an economic model because you know you said traditionally uh you know people expect the sport to start on uh fans expect the sport to start on November first week of November realistically most people think college basketball starts with the conference with the conference play in rounds uh you know because nobody pays any attention to it till late you know late February early March and then the the tournaments the whole thing and you're right i mean we couldn't get through the college we couldn't get through the fall now we're you know Tripling uh, in, in this country where we were in terms of, of cases, and they're just grinding on. Uh, obviously, college football there are you know hundred guys, and college basketball there are twenty. But you're, you're gonna—I don't see how this season's going to continue, and it certainly shouldn't continue. And it gives it gives the elite college basketball high school players one more reason. Why the hell are they going to college for a year? I mean, and, and because of that, it is a sport really now more for college athletes or student athletes because a lot of these guys understand they're
2: not playing professional sports. Like, this is their way to college. They're To answer, why, why was UConn Central on FS1? Because Fox has an enormous investment in the Big East Conference. That's why. The way the NCAA has handled both football and basketball, they, they, they claim amateurism they love that word amateurism well the way they have gone about this is worse than amateurish it's fucking amateur hour in their office and um it ain't gonna work all right so i'm gonna switch over to
0: politics for a second because um zach and i have disagreed a little bit about the lincoln project never trump movement i I have always been one hey if he came to our corner we're glad to have you, and if you have to leave, that's fine, but right now you're on our corner, and that's a good thing because we are in a national crisis. I can deal with a little bit of that. I cannot deal with a world where hashtag resistance includes Brian Kemp because Brian Kemp, for some reason, has drawn the ire of the Trump crowd along with Fox News news which is drawn the ire of the of the Trump crowd. They're, they're, people are bailing on Fox News left and right so they can go to Newsmax and OAN. And these people who are somehow on the other side of the line, I want them back over on their side of the line. They're terrible. Brian Kemp's a terrible, terrible, terrible person. And the fact that he's not quite terrible enough for Donald Trump gives you pause, I think, as an American. Fox News is horrifying, and yet their ratings are down 32% because they, I guess during the day, someone acknowledged that Trump didn't get as many votes as Biden did, and then that just ended it. We are becoming, as a country, I think over the over the last month, I mean, at some level, it's great that 70 million might become 50 million because 20 million said, yeah, I'm not going that far, but I mean, seventy. The reason I came up with 50 million is I think 70% of all Trump voters believe that the election was stolen from him, which would get you about 50 million people. Um, But we have to have a really long look in the mirror when Brian Kemp suddenly is on the right side of the fight because he should never be, and that 50 million people are following this monster this far.
1: Brian Kemp being part of the hashtag (laughs) resistance uh, is is mindlessly just numbing and disappointing and horrifying. I mean, Ronna, Ronna McDaniel, uh, uh, Romney McDaniel, Ronna, Ronna, Romney Ronna Romney, Ronna Romney McDaniel. But she, dropped she, the she, Romney. Dropped, she dropped the Romney. She uh, dropped the Romney. Once her once once you know, air Trump uh, got mad at her uncle. And,
0: and of course she got the job completely unrelated oh yeah. to her uncle because she's the most qualified 34 year old mm. woman we could find. She
1: had a GOTV press conference down in Georgia today <laughs> to like get out the vote for, for the special election in January 5th. And half the people there were about Trump fans and they kept screaming that we need to impeach Brian Kemp that used all the election. We need to elect Donald Trump and blah, 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 And she, you know, exasperated up there. And then you look at what she's, her comments are none of them, none of these people are saying Biden won the election they're all saying well we have to count every vote we have to do it and you know this just add Brian Kemp to the long lines of pieces of shit that the left or sorry not the left that liberals have accepted into their ranks including John Brennan who tortured people as CIA director including Mattis who tortured people as <laughs> a <Mattis> in general <laughs> including all of these fuckers who just were accepted because we went no 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 we have to beat Trump we have to beat Trump we have to beat Trump we have to beat Trump, to beat Trump. and now we've beaten Trump and guess what? They didn't help us. They're still not helping us. They, they're, they're not doing enough to even get on the line and go, yeah, Biden's the election. Why isn't Brian Kemp getting up there and saying, the election wasn't stolen. What's your problem? It's over. You know why? Because he still wants Trump voters. These people, there is no bottom to their morality. They will just keep getting less and less and less. And liberals will keep taking worse and worse and worse heroes. Uh, because, wait, 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 maybe if... Maybe if we like the ninth guy who committed torture, maybe then the Trump voters will accept it. No, they're never going to accept it.
0: I'm not sure any liberal has taken Brian Kemp. He
2: just ended the line keeps moving. So I think God. he's in in purgatory now. they Trump on stage in Florida in the fall uh, with Ron DeSantis had said kind of and it was at the time, you know you, I mean, it was tongue in cheek but no, he's dead serious that if like he didn't win Florida that like he was going to hold DeSantis accountable. Well, yeah. Trump wins Florida, and well, Trump, you know, Georgia, and now Kemp, it's, it's what, what you know, what have you done from lately? And once somebody, Kemp is, no, all Kemp, ha, all Kemp is, is now just expendable to the Trump team, to the Trump train. That's all he is. It, he's, it's just, the, he's the, no
0: fucking the The, the, the Secretary of State from Georgia, whose name, I, it starts with an S, I don't, it's not that I don't remember it. It's like, like Saffenberger. Yeah, I just refuse to know it. Yeah. Whining that he voted for Trump and his whole family voted for Trump and he doesn't understand why this is happening. You know why it's happening? Go fuck yourself. That's why it's happening.
2: <laughs> like, there are tens of millions of other people in the
0: fucking state besides your fucking immediate
1: family. Right. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Brian Kemp ruining the great last name of Sean Kemp. You know, he is here. He is uh, so his His stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> Just like in Charlie's Angels and Bernie Mac was yeah. that Charles. Uh, All right, so closing it out, I'm going to be talking about the Ravens-Steelers game, but kind of in a broader context, because this was a game that was supposed to be played on Thanksgiving. And then nine Ravens uh, players and staff tested positive uh, on, like, the Monday after the Sunday that they played. So they moved the game from Thanksgiving to Sunday, because in the NFL, you can just simply outrun (laughs) COVID. Uh, And then more players, including Lamar Jackson, uh, tested positive. Now 12 total Ravens have tested positive, uh, which, for context is one more player than every player on one side for the offense. Uh, you're allowed 11 offensive players. They have one more than that. So you'd basically be having a practice squad backup uh, offense if all 12 are on one side. They've now moved this game to Tuesday, the third time ever in NFL history that a game's been played on the Tuesday. The second time was during week five when the Titans had to move because the Titans had a massive outbreak. But at least in week five, they were able to change the schedule in bye weeks. We are now past the bye week. It's week 13. Everyone's taking a bye. If you cancel this game, you just, you're not playing 16 games. That's just the end of the story. Or you have to make one up at some point or play two in a week, which is probably what the NFL would do because they simply don't mind if, the NFL, if their players' brains turn to mush. Now, the NFL has taken this, and they are closing all facilities Monday and Tuesday after this Sunday's games, Monday and Tuesday. But they're still going to play the game Sunday. And their justification for closing down these facilities on Monday and Tuesday, which, again— comes after the Sunday games is that, well, there were a lot of players that went home and probably had dinner with people from out of town. So they are using that justification to move to close facilities, but also continue having the game. So they are just turning every football game into a potential super spreader where all these people were around family members and outside of a, any quote-unquote bubble. And then they're just going to be putting it together and saying, well, I'm sure we won't have to deal with this problem next week. It is insane, and it shows just like this massive fuck-up in terms of national sports and any sort of semblance of understanding of what they should be doing because they are just willingly going to let this continue, and they don't give a shit anymore about what happens. They'll just change the schedule. Okay, now week 12, you know what, now it goes to Wednesday. Now the, now, now we have games on Wednesday, and uh, now you're going to play on Wednesday to Sunday. And just for context, we had 210. 5,000 cases on the 27th which is yesterday we had over a thousand deaths when the NFL when most sports closed we were having about 30,000 cases a day and we're now at 200 and some odd thousand and it just shows that like when it comes to making money and supporting things that make money there is no amount of death or illness that Americans will not will will not take in order to just have The shittiest time. or They're like, hey, I'm going to go watch uh, my team get beat by 28. Thank God these guys are going to go get COVID. Who gives a fuck? It's better if they don't get COVID. Take a Sunday off. There will be football seasons next year. It's insane.
0: So, um, two things. I believe that the rule is if they have to cancel a game now, they're going to do eight teams because they don't want anybody to be eight teams in the playoffs. Yes. So, for the Ravens, they're way better off. Just saying, no, we can't play because of COVID. Because they're going to need the eighth team. So now you have the 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 competitive balance just kind of being thrown out the window. But nobody cares. Like, literally no one cares. See, I did, the NFL will never, ever, ever admit that even though groups of players, like there's no team with one guy. There's just groups of players on the team, and they all caught it from someone else outside. Because they're never going to admit that, this had anything to do with it because if somebody loses their career, they're not going to be able to sue the NFL because they're going to say, "Oh no, you misbehaved. You ate dinner with your uncle, probably, and that has that gave you COVID," as opposed to rolling around with the with a bunch of people who have COVID. It's insane.
2: You call Zach. you called the uh, NCAA's efforts to play these seasons craven, right? Craven. The NFL raises craven. It's coming all in with a with a big hand um, into what you said. About the competitive, again, like the sort of integrity of their postseason of their champion, and now where it could be, it's strategically in Baltimore's best well, interest to fucking just, it, it obviously blow it up. I just
0: blow it up. I will say that I, think, I do make a dis- distinction between the NFL and the NBA course, it, and college because, I, I mean, they, they negotiated this. It yeah. made it be a shitty idea, but they did it and uh but god almighty and, and this,
1: is something i'm sure we'll get into more in the main topic but th- this show's like without a bubble it's
0: just a mess yep. it's just a mess and plus i got roethlisberger on two teams <laughs> like what am i gonna do i'm gonna play two a tongue of that's, that's the sixty-four thousand dollars <laughs> question <Benjamin. laughs> what about i'm, benching all, I'm yeah. probably
1: benching all my ravens and Steelers. yeah i'll wait until the i mean i was there. benching lamar anyway but <laughs> that's true all right. All right. And when we get back, we'll be talking about the NBA.
0: I used to worry about what I was breathing in. Oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide. And then I discovered trees. 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 Yes, natural trees, with their photosynthetic respiration, helping to produce just the right blend of the breathable atmosphere that our bodies need.
2: Trees. Trees. Trees may not be right for everybody. Side effects include tree houses, tire swings, fruit, shade, and woodworking. Please consult your biome before selecting a tree. Not every tree is right for every biome. Enjoy trees responsibly.
0: All natural, safe, and effective trees. Now with chlorophyll. Available on a planet under you. So we're all excited about the NBA starting. And by excited, I mean we know what's going to happen and we have mixed feelings about it.
1: It's like being excited the sun's going to rise.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, yeah, except you don't, you don't feel morally compromised when the sun rises. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I went time have a girlfriend and we were sitting. Uh, first of all, that's also shocking. But, but we, <laughs> when I was in high school and we were sitting and watching a sunset and she said, I said, you know, did a typical sensitive guy. You know, isn't it pretty? And she said, you know, most of that's caused by pollution. Said, yeah. We broke up right after that. I was like, Who needs that in their life? But anyway, so more morally compromised than sunrises, but less than sunsets. The NBA is going to restart this year. So, Andrew, what are the big changes that we're going
2: to look for in terms of the structure of the season? Okay, so the season as it's planned it's gonna it's a late december i believe december 22nd start with an anticipated um, mid-july uh nba finals window uh the season has been condensed to 72 games to 72 regular season games um of which later this week they're going to they've already released a kind of an abbreviated preseason the preseason is going to be a week leading up to the 22nd um much shorter than usual obviously um, this week, they're going to release what it, the first half schedule. Um, and I don't know if there's a date planned for the second half schedule, but the first 36 games schedule will be released uh, probably shortly after you listen to us. Um, what you have this year also is the introduction of something that Bill Simmons was long a champion of. And I. And it's a good idea. In fairness to him, it is it is a good idea. They're going to have a play-in tournament for the um, for the seventh and eighth seeds in each conference. Is that correct? Yep. yep sort of like this in season <laughs> you get like seven through ten in each conference they're going to play for the seven and eight um and, and and again a lot of people also um have been calling for the nba season itself to be that 82 games is too many that we know at we know by in a regular year by march 1st we know okay maybe maybe we'll watch teams you know struggle for seeding for position but we know who the 16 teams are um and so cutting Going from eighty-two to seventy-two, I think, is also something that's been called on to be done, and I think it's right that it's been done. Myself.
1: Well, I think it's also important to say, like, this was a, agreed to uh, by the by the players' union. Yep. All these changes yep. were agreed Everybody, to. Everybody. Yep. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a big lover of inane rule changes and to making simple things significantly more complicated. We're guys. Yeah, I, like it, the the fact that now there's like this mathematical formula that goes into like the matrices of the games, and then all oh, the play in the play in tournament, the seven eight game happens, the nine ten game happens, and then the loser of the seven eight plays the winner of the nine ten to become the eight Like that's the kind of shit I love. Except, like changing the season from eighty two to seventy two games makes no sense to me because it's it's kind of like okay, where are you gonna amputate it? The wrist of the elbow? Like you're still you're still losing your arm. You know, who cares if there's an extra ten games or not? Like the play in game it just seems like a, a it it seems like one of those things of like putting your head under your desk in a nuclear war where it's just, oh, it makes you feel like things are better, but nothing's actually better.
0: I think I think the
1: from a from a perspective of just like what does it achieve?
0: Well in in terms of I think COVID is an excuse to do this, not a reason to do this. I think that this is something that's been kicked around for quite a while. That they think that these these play-in games will make up for the lost revenue. And um, and so I, I don't think anyone thinks it's there to make them safer, although it does shorten the season, but it uh, cuts down on travel and that kind of stuff. So it's an excuse, but really I think the reason is They've thought about doing this for a
1: while. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a good point. It's like the, the when the MLB, you know, pre-COVID moved to the play-in wild card game, and it's like, why just this one more excuse to have a game on TV and one more excuse Ugh. to the play?
2: There's a certain, and this has been a problem in the NBA going back, um, there's a certain, like, de-incentivization of tanking as well where you're not so much competing for the eighth seed now where you're competing for the tenth seed, where you still have a seat at the table in the playoffs um, if you get that tenth seed. Um, and I don't know, are they, and I don't know how this, wor- like, you know, if... As far as are those playing games going to be considered like are, are those going to be nationally televised sort of playoff games yeah, I, I, or believe, they, I,
1: I believe it's like the much like in the uh, in it, the NHL bubble yeah. I believe it's considered like the first round right yeah or, or the so N- all of those games will the, be on like the TNT NCAA, NCAA playing games yeah, yeah yeah they're they're considered and I don't think they're series I think it's like it's a game right or is it a series I best of three I thought or or
2: is it or is it one and done I.
1: It's very. I probably should. I, probably looked I it up. read it and it made it seem <laughs> like it's like the seven and nine play a game, the nine or seven and eight play a game, the nine and ten play a game, and then well it would be
2: seven and ten and eight and nine. Right. Well, no, no, no because,
1: it's seven and eight. Seven eight play each other, and then whoever wins that game. That this, doesn't make any sense. The though. winner of the seven and eight game becomes the seven seed. Uh, oh. The oh. winner of the nine ten game plays the loser of the seven eight seed to become the eight seed. Right. You're absolutely, eight right. Seed. Yep. right. You're absolutely right. And I. I Which don't, by the
0: way shows how just. Fucking confusing. These which is which is which weird. is why it's three. Have, it it's, like it's three games. It's not a three game yeah. series. It, oh, so it's one and okay. Right, because otherwise, oh, wow. because right, they're <laughs> only extending it five days. Otherwise, you've got guys. You're gonna have teams not playing for like ten days. And basketball is a sport. We know this from the NCAA tournament back in the days. Having a buy isn't always helpful. No, to, no. You know that to, 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 to just I mean, it's, there's a difference between shooting in the gym and shooting with defenses and and. Sometimes it takes a while, and and so... um, What did you guys think of the change? There have been players, I've seen, I was reading an article, you know, LeBron. Well,
1: LeBron is uh, upset that the season is starting this way, because there's not really, they don't really have a break. Like, much like hockey's not starting until the 1st, they're giving their guys a little bit more of a break, but the NBA is, what, two months? It's been about two and a half months?
2: Yeah. Uh, When they started, it'll be two two and a half months. It was was early October, uh, where the finals ended, and December 22nd. And they usually get about...
0: Four, right? Yeah. 12 weeks. Oh, four. oh, God, yeah. Yeah, they, there's four or five. It's yeah. generally
2: mid-June to mid-October, so it's a full four-month break, and you're slicing that by 40%, really.
0: Right, and and for a guy like LeBron who's 35 years old and who played into the championship game, I mean, really the longest break in his career was when it was suspended. Yeah. Because he's yeah. All, he plays in the Olympics and everything. Oh, I mean, for sure. So,
2: yeah, I mean, for a guy who's, he's what, third all-time in minutes now? Yeah. <laughs> I think which to- is which to- is crazy when you think of that. his age and then you yeah, like I number one I assume it was Kareem who played in, in well it's it's, it's
0: it's Kareem Karl Malone, and him. And he, didn't, he does not play the style that those guys did when no. they kind of jogged down and got into a position. But well,
2: when you're playing into June every year of your career, when you're yep. playing those extra 25, 20 to 25 playoff games every year, now that's one, what happens one thing every year. See,
1: one thing I want to say how you guys feel oh, about Oh, shucks. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> well, it's well, tough yeah. for him. Yeah, he's well, playing you, in the playoffs and right, the finals it, every year. It's tough. Physical, that's tough.
1: Like have, wears the crown to go into seven. Yeah. Was it oh, seven, eight, eight yeah. now? Is it eight NBA Finals LeBron's been to? Oh, it's more than that. No,
0: no, he's he's uh he's three and six, so he's it's nine. nine he's yeah,
1: nine. yeah, he's the most accomplished player of yeah, us. Um, or him. is he four? And six. <laughs> he's, four. Well, he's four. Four and six. six. He's, he's played ten. Played ten yeah, ten. but but one thing I want to see if you guys you know because one of the changes that is happening that is uh, specific to one team uh in particular is that much like how the Blue Jays couldn't play in Toronto during the MLB season, uh the Raptors are going down to Tampa, uh to play their games in Tampa. I mean, that's a pretty significant change, for especially for a team. Well, especially
0: they're because having 82 away games, essentially. 72, yeah. 72 away games. Yeah. Well, of course, Toro- and Toronto is a hard place to play because those fans are insane. It's a great crowd. It's a great crowd, and they're going to go to Tampa. Dr- Drake's on the sidelines right, going nuts. It, right, so Ooh. it won't be it, it won't be Drake. It'll be like, I don't know, Shecky Green or well, some it'll, old it'll, Jewish it'll be a, comic. It'll be Drake Bell from Josh and Drake. <laughs> in, in, now, <laughs> I never thought that'd be so simple, boy. but I mean, you know, you're yeah. not going to have. I mean, you know, we know Tampa is not the world's greatest sports town. I mean, it's it's not bad by Florida standards, but it's not Toronto. No, no, and um, Toronto, Toronto is. Like, it's just... Plus, it's, it's kind of cool that we, the North, is now the second most Southern state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, it's going right.
1: to be... Yeah, of they're going to be yelling that a Cuban basketball teams across the <laughs> across the Atlantic.
2: I would say there's no... You no. Know, obviously, Florida has been, at least with football, the most sort of, uh, I guess, liberal in terms of, like, uh, in, in fans. The NBA doesn't have... I, I think they're going to let sort of... They're going to kind of play it by ear in terms of who they look in the arena. So they're not necessarily playing road games if they're... Obviously, it's in a foreign... It's, it's a ways away from, from Toronto. But, again, it's kind of a fanless thing. And I don't think it'll necessarily be... A, it'll hurt them. Well, one thing, yeah,
1: that, one th- thing that'll be interesting is going to be... in Do they get paid in American dollars or Canadian well, dollars? Well, that's, what a, th- that's a thing. Because well, do, yeah. in Canada, they
0: get paid in Canadian dollars. Well, I, I do think that... One of the things we'll have to do uh, after the break is bring on an accountant to talk about the tax implications for these poor guys. All right, Mike Schroeder, you're (laughs) up. Because because they're they're going to a state with zero income tax From from Canada. I'm not sure... If they're going to have to pay Canadian
2: taxes, that's got to be why Fred Van Fleet resigned. Because he's like, "Hey, we're going to Florida." Right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's, that's, a, a that's a big. There. That's good, that's a big deal for them. You make thirty million bucks a year.
0: The the difference between a like eight percent. I don't know what the top tax rate is in 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 uh, income taxes in um, Canada, but it's probably like forty percent. I mean, my issue is with all these. Is I don't know how with no bubble the season's going to actually go on uh you know they're gonna have to the nba has been the nba is much better run than i think pretty much any other league um but i mean they're going to have all of these issues come up who's J.R. smith playing for now is he is he back with the lakers because you know he you know he's not staying on the strip well course. that's
2: the thing now they, well, they, if they, they f- put J.R. smith in like cool. <laughs> here's the problem <laughs> The snitch line that we talked about (laughs) with, like, Dwight Howard months and months ago. Snitch line is back. That was a part of the 134-page thing that they put out with all their protocols and whatnot. And between Jarrah Smith, I mean, if I'm a team and James Harden's coming to town, I'm putting some operatives outside of the local (laughs) gentleman's club getting ready to pick off James Harden. See, It's just me.
1: I'm just looking forward to the first game where the Utah Jazz play, I don't know, anybody. And Rudy Gobert goes up for a dunk, and a guy just Charles Oakley just <laughs> elbows him in the face, and is like, "You cost me three months."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but assuming the season does mostly happen, what are some of the sports things you're looking for? Clearly, the Lakers won the title and have gotten, I thought, significantly better. I mean, Rondo losing Rondo and gaining Schroeder's a step up. Um,
1: no, no relation to
0: Michael Schroeder. No, no, no relation. No relation to the accountant. Um, you mean Michael Schroeder's not a French French <laughs> French black man? No. Okay. Um, you know, I, I think uh, gaining getting Harrell over Javale McGee is obviously a step up. But I, mean, I think there's a lot of uh, improvements
2: that this team has made. I think LeBron is already a top like three or five GM. Where this, I think he's essentially he, he's, he's essentially built this team. Um, God, there's. And he's a, kind of gotten
0: out of his, I want guys all my age that no. stick because there are no
2: more guys his age. There aren't. And he just, he just, he is the apex on on court and, and, and putting together a team, just the apex sort of competitor. Um, There's a million things. I don't know, Zach, anything you zeroing, zeroing in on as far as like what you look forward I
1: mean, to in a. From a, basketball, from a basketball standpoint, I mean, obviously I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan. I am. This is an organization that has this like weird amount of dysfunction over these last several years, especially with stars. You know the Kyrie Irving uh, saga, and I they, don't.
0: I don't think you get blamed for Kyrie not getting along with you. Like who does no, Kyrie? I, no, love? but
1: th- but then it also comes with like Kemba, and they're, they're like they're trying to shop Kemba, and then they they traded Hayward, which was you know I, I liked Hayward, but he was repetitive. But there is this kind of like weird dysfunction that always seems to happen with the team where like the stars are always nearly on the trade block except Tatum. So it's going to be interesting to see like how they do this year because they have this every year they have this kind of dysfunction, at least in the last three years. And it seems like just Tatum and Brown getting better has gotten them to the playoffs. But I think it's why they haven't won a title or been able to compete in the finals it, I'm very interested to see. Like, are do they come out, and are they just a mess? Are they going to come out, and is Kemba just going to go? Oh, you wanted to trade me. I'm going to put up forty a night because Kemba can do that. Like Kemba's a shooter. He's also the worst uh, customer, in, in if you're in the service industry,
0: but he he, uh, he's <laughs> he a was he co- was a young man. He was a young. He was in college. My thing <laughs> is, is, it's highly reported that the original plan was a sign and trade to you to Indiana. And because all white basketball players have to play for both the Celtics and the Pacers. So they I mean that's it it's in the contract when you get when you get signed. And supposedly the issue was they did not want Miles Turner. And I don't get that at all. I like Miles Turner. Miles a lot. Turner, I mean, he he's he's a rim protector, he shoots threes. They have no real center. Like and they I guess they said what's what's the young guy? Uh Bob
2: uh, Baines. Well, Baines. And there's the uh, Williams. Robert Williams. Yeah, Robert, Robert Williams. Williams. They, they, Robert
0: Williams. They like Robert Williams more than yeah. Miles Turner.
1: The, the Celtics always have my favorite thing, which is just a large white guy down low. I'm like, listen, <laughs> you got one position to play. <laughs> just stand down low and throw elbows. Yeah, but,
2: uh, I kind of meant what, and I've spent it kind of tongue-in-cheek about LeBron being you know, his top GM. I have a lot of respect, a ton of respect, for the likes of Daryl Morey, who was relocated from Houston to Philly. That seems um, so much better. Oh, for sure. For sure. Sam Presti stockpiling all of these picks, and even Danny Ainge, who I think has your points are all valid. But the Celtics, he's they have been they have been very relevant during his most of his tenure. But going forward, I think when you are a GM, that sort of values like asset. You think you think about the game in terms of in terms of assets. And in terms of of a bigger picture that is... There's a lot of things that can happen to affect said big picture. A lot of ripples that can happen. Where if you're just sort of... I think there's kind of a... I don't want to say anti-labor, but like an anti-human, anti-kind of like... They don't think of like draft picks and players as like people. They think of them as like capital. And I think there's... And it's kind of where like sabermetrics and like these, you know, the, there's 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 great things about sabermetrics. It's it's better informed how we all look at the game, but at the end of the day, these are it's it's a, it's a, it's a class of man that is it's like these guys are edu- these guys are smarter. They're more edu- they're like
0: yeah, I'm rambling, but like you know what I'm saying, like I. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's it's they're, not, all, they're more I mean, than just chess pieces. It's all asset management, and they and they don't, you know. I mean, Simmons goes on and on and on about the player empowerment era. These are guys who are locked into their career, locked into where they're going for five years. Like, right? You know, what are you gonna do? You're you're, um, you know, you're uh, Anthony Edwards, and now you're in Minnesota. Minnesota. It's like I don't want to be in Minnesota. Well, too bad. That's where you are. Like nobody else has that. You know, when Zach graduated from college, he didn't have to go work for SEIU. I mean, he had options. Right. Um, but I um, – I mean, I, to get back to the on-the-court on the thing, and, and by the way, the problem with Ainge is all of these assets are fine, but eventually they have to be players. And that's been the problem. And, and you know, he got saved. He was saved twice, once because he dealt with the Nets. And once, and he was able to get you know get all these draft picks, and that which is not tricky. And then the other time he was saved when Winslow, uh, when he wasn't able to trade four picks for Justice Winslow. The thing I'm most interested in is the Chris Paul Devin Booker relationship in Phoenix, because Devin Booker came in the bubble looked like he was one of the ten best players in the world. Um, He probably isn't. He's probably one of the twenty five best. And Chris Paul has a way of taking teammates and making them just question their ability to get up in the morning. He's just so rough on his teammates, and it's going to be interesting to see that. I mean, that could either work brilliantly, and Phoenix is a top-five team, or pretty soon you you have a shooting war, which is what often happens with Chris Paul.
1: You know, one of the things I'm I'm most interested in seeing is, do you guys even think we have, let alone 36 games, because the season's starting... Uh, December 22nd, I believe, yep. which is projected to be one of the peak times for COVID and getting worse because of Christmas. Do we even hit, let alone 72, do we hit the first 36?
0: We'll get 72 in. I mean, I don't know when, but we'll get them in.
2: Um, an unnamed NBA executive um, uh, disclosed to a reporter this morning. Uh, he said that this NBA season, um, it's it's like a car without breaks we just hope it works out mm-hmm. um we'll, we'll see i the, th- the the difference between doing a 16 game nfl season versus doing 72 games with not you know there's a lot of travel in there there's no bubble there's no i'm hopeful because i love the nba and i love the product um but i i'm Kind of, kind of pessimistic that they're gonna.
0: I think you may. I think they I will know. force their way into thirty six. They may have yeah. to take a couple of weeks off or maybe a month off, right. and then they may have to reassess. And, and you know, we were talking offline about the idea of just doing four bubbles and just kind of rotating. Right. I think that would be cool, actually. And you could have divisions of four teams, yeah. and they would, you know, we'd have eight divisions. But um, I mean, I if we've learned anything, if they just keep playing. Like that's what they do. We just keep like we just keep putting out product because there's you, no choice. People keep watching, y- you know. I mean, I, I I don't know about you. I'll be watching on the twenty
1: second. Yeah, I'm gonna be watching. I'm gonna be watching the NFL games this week. You know, I'm yeah, gonna be I, watching Tuesday's Ravens Steelers
0: game. I'm gonna be watching all this. I, I will it, not watch. I will not watch college because that's a different thing. I know. If it's, you negotiate it, if you negotiate it, and this is what the players want, look. I mean, they have short careers. If you're um, you're trying to make money over ten years. Yeah. For the rest of your life. In football, you're trying to make money for four years. Four years, yeah, for the rest of your life. In basketball, it's probably a lot of guys, you know, get five or six. But there's a whole bunch of guys are jumping back and forth to the G League. I doubt if there's a G League. So they're just looking to play occasionally and and make some money. And, and, uh, you know, so they take some chances. Um and of course they're all 27 years old and in phenomenal shape and they feel invincible. So there is that too. It, it, it
1: just strikes me as like one of those things of when the NBA deserves a, a massive amount of credit, uh, for the way they handled the post COVID playoffs. That was an, an incredible achievement. The fact that they had no one pop. the fact that they had no staff pop, the fact that they were able to bring in families and refs and still have no one pop, uh, to the end is a, it's an achievement in a very, very difficult time. But when they did that, COVID was not nearly as bad as it is now. And they are
0: doing a worse
1: system at a worse time.
0: No, I I agree. I think there's going to be starts and stops. But I don't think, I don't think there's any intention that they're going to close. Now, the one thing that we, we hear over and over they do want is they want a normal 21-22 Twenty-one, twenty-two season. Mm, yes. Now, normal twenty-one, twenty-two. Maybe we start in mid-December. We start on Christmas Day, and then we end in May, or, two, or, or, or actually, yeah. no, it'd be July well, like the season would end in July, late maybe early August.
1: And, and there's no reason for them to have like they've considered the NBA and the NHL season just overlap because that's the way they've done their sc-
0: like. There's no. There's no guidelines. There's nothing well, saying well, that the they even have to start this they, day. They like, started that way to get away from baseball because baseball is the most popular but, sport. Yeah. Baseball's
2: not the. Third, yeah, probably like not the third most popular sport. Like, like it's, it's, it's not bigger than college football. It's NFL, NBA, college football, baseball, basketball that's is the, a summer sport favorite. that we watch in the winter. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nothing and would nothing been, would happen if the basketball season was May to you know May to August. Like no one gives a shit. We talked about the implementation of the play-in tournament, which has been brought up uh, for years now. Uh, starting the season at Christmas has also been something long considered of of, of take of using Christmas Day, which has long been kind of the nba's day at least when it doesn't fall on like a the nfl has recently they'll put a game on christmas day but it's generally it's wall-to-wall nba basketball. using christmas day i th- i think that's I, if you if you're, the 21 22 season i could see that being a reality yeah I,
0: day. I, I you're gonna have to negotiate with the players because the players like having the summer off of course
2: if you go into and if because you're gonna have to go into at least probably Early, of July. first week of august well, if they're going to do 72 games from well, maybe essentially not. Christmas to mid-July in a non-sort of, and that's with considerations to uh, COVID things, they, but, could, they could make, they could, I think they could make it work into like 4th of July weekend where you kind of let's reclose close the season.
0: So as we, I don't know. we we put a sunset to this, we all agree that we should do. they should be in bubbles. They're not, and we're going to watch it anyway because we love basketball and because we're all in the same fantasy league. Uh, basketball League, which is very important. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm just looking forward to the NBA starting again. Um, it is nice to t- sometimes turn on the TV and for two hours pretend the world is normal, even though it's not. So, with that, we'll say adieu. We will see you next week on the Bill Bradley
2: Collective. Thank you for joining us on the Bill Bradley Collective please engage us on Facebook at Bill Bradley Collective and do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, whatever your preferred podcast platform. Thanks again.